Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Well, you're very welcome back to uh, Tip Today. Lots and lots of uh, messages coming in to congratulate uh, Sheila on what uh, most people describing there as a very courageous uh, interview. And we were very, very uh, thankful to Sheila for, for joining us for that this morning and being so open and uh, kind to us as well. Now, I'd like to be joined in the studio by uh, two men, historian and author Tom Hennessy is with me and Pat Boyce. And Pat is a, a grandnephew of uh, Paddy McDonough, who was a commandant in the IRA during the Civil War. And now the 100-year anniversary of his death is taking place this weekend and there is a commemoration in St. Michael's Graveyard in Tipperary Town at 2pm on a Saturday and you're both very welcome and thank you indeed for, for coming into us uh, today. Can I start with you Tom if you would because we spoke on the show last week about uh, the concerns that many groups have about what they see as the destruction of our hedgerows right across, across the country and indeed a protest on the issue took place in Dublin last week but you made the point to us that the role of the hedgerows played during the War of Independence and the Civil War was very, very important. Yeah, uh, just to... The, uh, that actual protest is on today. Uh, just like to say hello to everyone heading up to Dublin there. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it myself. But, um, yeah, like, I suppose... The, I've, I've heard the, the hedgerows described as Ireland's rainforest. Um, but I suppose from my end of it, the history end of it, um, like, I suppose they were such an integral part of... Uh, the flying columns, um, without the hedgerows and the double ditches, uh, the mass paths, the hollowways, all the, the, the hidden paths, um, the IRA would not have been able to pursue their guerrilla war. Um, and I suppose you, you you kind of, when you... I've been doing a lot of research on it. We had our Sean Hogan march last mm-hmm. year. And it's when you visit um, these boreens and you're going to a safe house, and often the safe house is now... Most of them, thank God, are still there. But often they're well in off the road and you're going on these old boreens. And um, thankfully, there's a lot of them still there. But I think it's so important. It's so important. There has been a lot of them destroyed, Fran. Mm. And it's very important that um, I think now, especially like you have that protest today, um, it seems to have gone that like, whether it's kind of ranch farming or maybe... I know f- uh, farming has intensified in the last mm. 20 years and it's all about, um, it's a business obviously, but maybe um, the council maybe have a role to play in this. I know that farmers now have to keep their hedges in off the road, but I think it's gone a bit too far, Fran. And I've seen situations, very sad situations, where uh, ancient um, safe house boreens have been just, you know, decimated. Mm. And and tell me about the role that they played, the hedgerows and the double ditches. And all that. It, it was protection, it, it was, I yeah, suppose, so, to hide them away from the yeah, enemy. So you're talking about, like, um, you're, you're talking about basically 25, 30 men armed um, and making their way across the countryside and you've guerrilla warfare basically so you need to use your landscape it's the landscape of revolution mm. and uh, they need obviously they needed to move unnoticed because not everyone was on their side mm. and um, they had their safe houses and they had their safe house areas which were usually together and you had your Glen of Aherlow and you had your Ballyluby not Graffin area but Without the without the hidden paths, and remember, like there's nobody knows an area better than the local. Like, mm. so 
you had your, your British Army, um, say, in, in the likes of Care. Uh, you had them three miles uh, away from where, say, Sean Hogan's first march took place. But what happened that day was uh, they were obviously spotted by um, a person unsympathetic to the Republican cause. They cycled in to the, the barracks and a raid took place at Fitzgerald's, uh, which was their first march. And they actually had Dan Breen with them that day as well. So it could have been a disaster. But we had Tommy Ryan then um, being able to, and Morris McGrath, uh, lucky they had the, sp- the scouts uh, position in the right location. They spotted the tans coming across the fields. But, um, like say, I've done a video there now on my, my TikTok and my um, uh, uh, Twitter account, and you can still see the path that the lads escaped. Like, And that boreen is still there, and they were able to get away. But like that's what the importance of the boreens yes, were to them. Of course, and, yeah. the lo- and the and the local knowledge and the, and like these hidden ways are thousands of years old. Like I know Mankin McGann has written his last book is brilliant. Mm. Got at Christmas time. Um, do you know, what? so important. Mm. And w- and is there any protection at all on 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 these? Boreens and hedgerows. Is there is yeah. there anything? So on so I know. Um, I've I've approached a, a, a couple of councillors and I've I've mentioned it to them. And I heard yesterday, um, I heard on Tip FM that there's a gra- there, there's money now to be provided. And yes. they actually mentioned boreens. Mm. I think in that. So hopefully now, Fran, maybe um, the people that have gone to Dublin um, to protest today, Hedgerow Ireland, I think it is. Yes, yeah, it I, is. I, well, I, that, I, that's largely environmental, I suppose, Tom, as yeah. opposed to historical. Is well, it? Is they've actually. I looked up their website last night, and they actually do mention um, that they're you know the, the culture. Aspect. They do. Yeah, they do in yeah. fairness to them, which is great. Like you know, yeah. but um, like this is our culture, Fran. Um, I mean, there's a, there's definitely tourism wise the potential. You're talking about the greenways, like. Um, I would call these like boreens, boreens of revolution, like, and I mean, yeah. a, a place like Clahine, which is surrounded by uh, so much. I took a picture there of a double ditch. I put it up on Twitter there the other day, and it's just it's beautiful. If you look at the picture and you can see how hidden it is, the double ditch is still there, and you know, we yes. know like that the lads marched up there, and I mean. You of know, course. you'd imagine someone from America or Germany or around Newcastle as well with the Liam Lynch story oh, and all, all f- of that. Full yeah. of them, yeah, full, full of them, them. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, um, uh, Pat Boyce is with us as well. Pat is a grand nephew of Paddy McDonald, commandant Paddy McDonald. Would you would you tell me a little bit about uh, Paddy to begin with, Pat? Uh, Paddy was born in, and reared in Lisfernan, and uh, he went to school in Tipperary, uh, the monastery there, and then he went to university in Dublin. Got a achieved a BA degree, and then when the War of Independence started, he joined the IRA in the, around about 19, 2000, or sorry, 1919. Fought and against the Tens, involved in a lot of action there, mm. and he rose to the rank. Of, he was one of uh, Dini Lacey's vice commandants, and uh, when the Civil War started, then he. He linked up with the Republicans and Dini Lacey. Mm. And uh, he was shot. He was, uh, Dini Lacey and himself and, he, and Dini Lacey's column were billeted in Burns of Ashgrove and Rhines of Clohara. And Dini Lacey and Paddy <coughs> McDonough came under attack. And Dini Lacey was shot and badly wounded. Or sorry, Paddy McDonough was shot and badly wounded. Mm. And Dinny Lacey and Paddy Dalton made escape down the field. And shortly after that, then Dinny Lacey was shot, dead, mm. by the Free Staters. 
And uh, Paddy then was, he was badly wounded. He ended up in hospital, didn't he? In, uh... Uh, Paddy McDonough was very badly wounded and he ended up in a... Uh, he, he was very badly treated, to be honest with you, by the mm. free state. He was brought into St. Vincent's Military Hospital in Tipperary. Mm. And uh, when his mother and father... Sorry, when his, when his father and his sister went in the following morning to see him, see how he was. He was still in the ambulance. They could see the blood flowing out of the ambulance. My God. And there he bled to death. He got absolutely no treatment from the Free State. So he needn't well, have died, is well, what he, you're he saying he needn't to me, have died. Yeah. And at the same time, during that ambush, when he was wounded, the Free State soldiers stopped a train going to Limerick at Capigates, which is only over the road, yeah. and brought their own wounded to the hospital in Limerick and let poor Paddy bleed to death inside temporarily. My God, that must have caused an awful lot of bitterness in the area, did it? Well, I suppose it did in a way, but that's what happened. You see, during that time, Fran, the, the, the government were after bringing draconian laws against Republicans. Mm, yeah. They, 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 they said they brought in laws, W.T. Cosgrave uh, and company, that Republicans couldn't be called Republicans anymore. They, were, they had to be called irregulars. And they were... A lot of prisoners taken out and executed. Four from above in Ross Gray, in Tipperary. Mm. And Republicans were tied to landmines down in Kerry and blown to bits. That's right, let's see. In Belly Seedy. One, one of the most infamous happenings one of the, most infamous of the Civil War. Yeah, uh, The Civil War, at, at the time that Paddy was killed, uh, was wounded and then died subsequently, it was grinding to a close at that point, wasn't it? It was winding down at that stage. That, that would have been in February. You had Liam Lynch... Uh, died in April. Yeah. So it was winding down, really. Denny Lacey and his column were, were inveigled, I would say is the right word, into the Glen of Ahalo for mm. supposed to be peace talks. Yeah. And then they were surrounded by General Prout and a thousand men. They had no chance. It was a set-up to, to wipe them out mm. by the Free State, in my in my estimation. Yeah. And and, and that area in, in the Glen of Ahalo, I think there's only a very small plaque there, isn't there? I mean, isn't, yeah, yeah. isn't it a wonder <clears> that that that's not made so much more of because as I say it was towards the end of the Civil War it was pivotal I suppose at that time yeah. wasn't it? Like the, the Glen of Aherlow what a place like um, Geoffrey Keaton the famous priest that saved the history of Ireland hid out there for years uh, the people there just whatever's in the area they proud of their culture and uh, massive support Dinny Lacey's column um, it was basically their main area of you know they were in and out of the Glen mm. there was a pathway there from J.J. Uh, Miles Finnan the famous Fenian poet's house uh, from Liz Fernan um, his house at the other is at the other side of Schlieve the Muck I visited there with um, Pat um, <clears throat> there, what history like a Fenian J.J. Miles Finnan and again, the same area um, was able to harbour the flying columns, which you you think about, Fran, thir- 20 or 30 men arriving into uh, usually a, a little farm farmhouse in along Boreen. Um, if they're caught there under arms, the column might be able to escape, but the farmhouse is still there. So you had reprisals, you had houses burnt. If they're caught under arms, like... You know, it was known that people were executed, uh, families dragged out, terrible times, like, you know, but the risks, like, the coming the on women, uh, the women of the safe houses took huge. And, um, like, the flying columns were in the field and they were mobile. It was guerrilla warfare, mm. but the people in the safe houses, they had nowhere to go. And they were just, uh, they were a target on their backs and they were raided regularly, but it's like the, with that first with that first march with Sean Hogan, um, mm. 
we it's not handed down what happened, but if the boys had been caught in the kitchen or seen in the yard, you know, My it God. would have been tragedy. Pat, why wasn't uh, why wasn't Paddy McDonough um, acknowledged in the same way as his contemporaries, you know, whether it was Lacey and Breen, indeed, who he was with as well. Why, why do you think he was? I, I don't know Because he was an educated man. Yeah, I don't know he? that. I don't know yeah. that. But um, also, uh, that Paddy McDonough and Dinny Lacey died on the 17th, 18th of February. On the 1st of April, a couple of six weeks after that, there was another man shot in Lisfernay, another IRA soldier, Jerry Kiley. Shot coming out of Paddy McDonough's house, the house I was born, born in. And a fortnight after that, Paddy McDonough's two sisters were arrested and brought to jail in Limerick, Judah and Marion, to jail in Limerick and from there to Kilmainham. So they got rough justice from the Free State. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's interesting. And I'd love to know your response to that. Why, why wouldn't Paddy be... A household name like like some of the others do you, do you think Tom? Oh, definitely. Uh, they don't want to discuss like you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's is that it, because of the manner of his death? Do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we had a commemoration there in my glass. Uh, Seamus Hayes, uh, unarmed, shot in the back by a soldier from Care. You know, there was enough. Again, wouldn't be a household name. Wouldn't be a household name. Yeah. And uh, but what I've seen in the last two years is it's this communities that are marking and the likes of uh, Pat's organisation um, they're the people that are remembering these people like I mean is Dinny Lacey even spoken about in the classrooms even in Tipperary like no. you know no, I can tell you he's not uh, Dan Breen like you know um, I suppose it, a lot of it if it doesn't come if it's not spoken about in the house um, if the music isn't promoted like I know that Someone made a statement there. The the um the Irish soccer team were singing a song like a cultural song again, like and uh, you know you you have to remember that you know what what our country has come through, like you this know. This is the women's soccer team yeah. got into trouble for that. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But yeah, yes, Pat. Yeah. But there's just one other thing that uh, this is. I believe this now that uh, there's there's a there's a kind of a narrative out there now. To commemorate the civil war, sure, atrocities happened on both sides mm. and lump them all in together. Mm. But we can't lose fact, sight of the fact that the Free State were the army of the, the, the government. Mm. They were armed, to be honest with you, by Churchill. They were wearing uniforms, they were getting they were well paid. Whereas the the Paddy McDonough's and the Dinny Laces of their time were getting nothing. They were volunteers. Yes. And it's impossible to compare the deeds of the Free State Army. Tying men to landmines and blowing them up, taking out unconvicted prisoners, putting them up against the wall and shooting them. You can't lump, de- lump them in with, uh, yeah, with anything the Republican struggle did. Is that bitterness still there to to a large degree? Do you think? Well, I don't know. Is it now? But uh, a lot of people would be bitter because, you, of course, Fianna Fáil now and Fianna Gael. I don't want to get into any politics. Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael are in government now together, mm. so it suits them both of them. Yes, to glass the whole thing over. Right, even though I was talking to Jackie Cahill the other day and he was at pains to use the Republican uh, byline I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, but I'm not sure how Michal Martin would would feel about that. That, What you're saying to me brings me around to something else, though, and I'd love both of your opinions on this. How do you think the, the, the years of commemoration worked out? Were they... Was it coped with well? Can I just say one thing before I forget, Fran? You're talking about the treaty there. If you've actually, if you ever, I think everyone should read that treaty. What they were asking men like Dinny Lacey, uh, Paddy McDonough to accept, mm. 
Um, and and I had this conversation with a few historians, and you know, it, allegiance to a foreign yeah. king. And Dinny Lacey, who had spent the previous, and not three, many people are aware that that was part of the treaty. And and to me, and there's a, there's a lot of other points that were terrible, like uh, the, the, we still had to pay rent and whatever. We didn't have reports, or we were agreeing to this and that. But mm. like for for men that lay in ditches for five and six hours, soaked to the skin. Uh, saw their comrades shot, um, tortured, basically, for the, to asking them to agree to a treaty mm. where they were swearing allegiance to a foreign mm. king, to me. Now, the pro-treaty people would say to you, yeah, that's all fine, but this was just a stepping stone towards a, a united Ireland. Now, I know, a hundred years on, there you are. But do you, do you know what I'm saying? That would be their argument to you. What would you say to that? Um, I'd say, if you read the 1916 proclamation, which mm. I think is the blueprint for our country, um, and if you're wondering what Pierce and Tom Clark would think, I'd say, you know, just read the proclamation. Yes. You know, and uh, that would And what about my question to you about the commemor- the the decade of commemoration? How do you feel about that? Um, I've, as I say, it's the com- it's communities like the Seamus Hayes, um, Matty Tyne right. and Mike Glass. But n- not the national effort, uh, not, not, not the big media effort from Dublin. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, no. definitely not. Right. No, no. Like, you know, we we we've seen uh, we've seen you called uh, Republican Party there standing in Enniskillen with with foreign symbols on them. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know these men like uh, that fought over hills and glens. Like uh, you know that symbol is symbolising colonialism. You know, mm-hmm. the, I'm talking about the poppy there. Yeah, the decade of commemoration, Pat. Would how do you think? Well, would you say that it was the local element that got it right? Is that is that what well, you say? Well, number one, we have a an association going, the Tipperary Irish Republican Commemoration Association, and we're going for years. We commemorate these men every year on their anniversary, not just on the 100th anniversary. That is why we are having the commemoration this year, making a big event for Dinny Lacey and Paddy McDonough on Saturday. But, uh, sure, like, there was no real... The National Graves Association have done a good job in commemorating, but the government have done nothing. Mm. Nothing at all. Sure. As a, on a different t- topic altogether, sure, they tried to build a wall above in Glasnevin and mm. they wanted the, the names of the... Of the... Black and Tans put on it. Yeah. You know, so... Right. That says it already. And for those that might say, you know, that's all fine and very well, but it's time to look at it. Uh, from a distance and look at both sides of what would your well, well, I would say let them look at it from a distance if they like they're welcome to do that right but uh, you see what people don't realise to a big degree is you hit it, the nail in the head there yourself is that the civil war was fought over the oath of allegiance mm. not over the north of Ireland mm. over the border or anything that was the reason the civil war was fought and you can move that further we left the right after that but like it's very hard to see men that fought and died in the ditches for this mm. uh, being compared to soldiers of the, of the free state yeah and in the case of the black and tan soldiers uh, of black, fortune uh, that's exactly, yes, exactly. Who, who, who came to and, this and, and sorry and the, the national so. army were paid um, and y- y- we know like that they were backed by the British government like and mm. or the money was, was piled into um, they were fighting in, in uh, British army died British Army uh, clothes, their their British Army guns. Um, so basically, it suited the British to for for the for the civil war to happen, like you know. Mm. And 
it was principles basically like your Denny Lacey and your Paddy McDonough were never going to they were principled men and to me that was the biggest difference you know and as I say they totally believed in the 1916 proclamation and um you, know. you you hinted at a question and I'd like you to, to fill it out a bit more for me which is what would the likes of Paddy McDonough and Breen and um, Lacey and uh, Liam Lynch, what would they think of where we are now politically for example, where our sovereignty seems to be mm. sort of given away to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, I, st- I still go back to the blueprint for Ireland, which is the proclamation, and that is a, it's a beautiful document. Mm. It's so well written and it's cherishing everyone, yes. but it's for the Irish nation. There's no, you know, I know it was written before Europe was ever thought of, but um, like I'd worry there now. We see that this war that's going on in Europe, and um, I find it hard to, to understand how, we, you know, people can be so, you know, we seem to, Europe seemed to be backing the whole thing, like, you know. Yes. As, you, I you think, con- are you concerned about our neutrality, for example? Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, we're a neutral country. Yes, like, um, yes Pat. Well, just one thing on that issue, now that you said, well, what would uh, these men, no, no one can speak for the dead, and I certainly wouldn't try to speak for any of them or put words in their mouth, but it's hard to see men who are willing to die in the ditches over the oath of allegiance and give their lives on account of that, signing up to, for example, we signed away Article 2 and 3 of our Constitution. Mm. So right. there'll be people standing at commemoration saying, oh, if, if these men were alive today, there'd be an instalment. I doubt it. Right. I doubt it. But the signing away of that, you know, the argument against that would be we probably wouldn't have the Good Friday Agreement and we, we mightn't have peace, you know? Well, we have peace for the time being anyway. Right. I don't know how long that'll last. Sure. The, the the Good Friday Agreement installment isn't working. We were told it could only be scrapped for a week, and now they're after cancelling for a year. Yes. Anyway, that's I don't get into that at all. But yeah. Uh, and do you? I mean, you say you don't get into that, but I mean, you're very conscious of what's going on. Of course, I'm conscious yeah. of what's going on. Of course, I'm conscious yeah. of what's going on. I, I I think the whole thing was a sellout. Do you? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Tom, what what about your thoughts on that sellout? Look, I I, I suppose you know. Um, it's British interference in Ireland, basically, and um, I, I was at a commemoration, and uh, the, the great Tim Horgan, and uh, like he said, there's 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 men in in jails, in British jails in the north today, like, and uh, they wouldn't be up there probably only for you know our country mm. was interfered with for generations, like you know. Mm. Um, not, I, I read a book before Christmas for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but really it was re-looking at the history of colonialism mm. and imperialism oh, yeah. and saying that this was actually a good thing for these countries. Yeah, you know, it's, it's shocking. Was, um, um, and uh, I know Eamon O'Keeve there in November and it didn't get much media either, but um, uh, he basically meant, he called it barbaric, the treatment that uh, the Republican prisoners were getting in the North, like, so, mm. you know. Um, as you say, colonialism, um, imperialism, it wasn't good for our country yeah yeah ever and most people will say not for other countries as well but again there's revisionism going on all the time sorry for buttoning you know but i just want to emphasize that our group holding the commemoration to petty mcdonough and dean tomorrow we're non-party we're Mm non-political everyone is everybody is welcome but i must emphasize that we are a republican group 
and we make no apologies for that. All right, okay. So That's it's happening it this coming Saturday. And right, it's, friend, a, it's yeah. at 2 o'clock in St. Michael's, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's it, yes. And as you say, Pat, everybody's Everybody is welcome. Everybody is welcome. Paddy Cohn there, the Rebel Heart, is going to play. Is he? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a nice day, and hopefully the weather. I think the weather's to be good as well. Excellent. Well, it is great to talk to you both, and most interestingly, Gurmila Mahagat to Pat and to Tom. Nils is on the way. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Two.